Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there's enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so excited today because I have <laughs> Dina Korzavev with me today, and she is a non-diet health and wellness intuitive eating coach who helps women who want to get off their diet cycle so they can focus on more important things in life that can bring them joy and confidence. She helps them redefine what health and wellness is without the pursuit of weight loss, counting calories, or restricting. Thank you so much for being here today, Deanna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're honored to have you today. And I would love to just, before we dive into what you do, take us through the journey of how you came about to today of your journey of entrepreneurship. Yes. So I've always wanted to get into the realm of health coaching. Um, it, you know, I mean, I was kind of sitting on the idea for a while as I just gained, um, gained more knowledge on like what health coaching is about, what it takes to be a health coach. Um, and then I finally did take the plunge in 2019. Um, at the end of 2019, I did, um, get my master's in certified health coaching certificate from the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute. And then I gave myself a long little holiday break because um, it was a pretty intense six-month program. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I was um, ready to start up again in March of 2020. But then, of course, we all know what happened. And so and then I had a couple of deaths in my family, so I kind of postponed it all. But in the, um, in the midst of that all, I was um, still, you know, trying to um, educate myself more about health coaching and which route I wanted to go because I had first initially thought, I'll do like more of like a generic health coaching. Um, I didn't have a niche yet. Um, but then I started to come across a lot of health coaches um, that couldn't call themselves, you know, intuitive eating coaches, food freedom coaches. And I just got really inspired um, by their work. Um, they just seemed very happy and present and very lit up by their work. And the testimonies coming out from their clients too, like you just can tell like the joy that was radiating out of these clients because they are finally felt like free from um, the diet cycle and from restricting and binging and are just living their life to the fullest uh, without having to obsess over like what to eat and, you know, dieting and all that. So that kind of inspired me to be like, okay, this is the area of health coaching that I want to get into. I want to kind of approach it in a non-diet way to help um, women redefine their wellness without the pursuit of like losing weight. So so yeah, so that's where we're at now. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, um, because I had mentioned to you a while back that I had done my dissertation around mindful eating, but I'm curious, is there a difference between intuitive eating and mindful eating? There is. Um, mindful, um, I did ask this question. So there, um, so there's this, um, like the holy grail of intuitive eating. There's this book called, it's actually called Intuitive Eating. Um, it's by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush are the authors. And they actually um, have in there like kind of like what the differences are between mindful eating and intuitive eating. It's very similar. Um, a lot of people are still using mindful eating though, as a way to diet. I mean, maybe they might not call it a diet, but um, a lot of people are still using mindful eating as a way to control what they're eating and um, weight loss as a way to, um, not everyone, but it's like one avenue of losing weight. So mm -hmm. mindful eating, I, 
Um, Evelyn Triboli, she had, it was a while ago. I don't remember the exact question I asked her. She had a Q and A and I think I asked her that like, what's the difference? And she kind of, I can't remember the exact word. She said something along the lines of, it's kind of like the cousin of intuitive eating. Mm. Like it's similar, but um, it's more, there's more to it. Um, you could be a mindful eater. Um, that's really, that's very similar to intuitive eating because intuitive eating is about like honoring your hunger and fullness and like you know, relying on your internal cues. So mindful eating does have some of those elements. So um, I guess, yeah, she kind of called it like the cousin or like the sibling or something like that of like intuitive eating. It's kind of like, they kind of like go hand in hand. So yeah, no, absolutely. And that's what I'm curious because intuitive eating wasn't really a major topic back when I was right. doing my dissertation, which was years ago now. Yes. Um, yeah. But I'm curious what, so people listening, what it, can you define intuitive eating and how you define it? Yeah. So, um, so there are three like main feet three main features of um, intuitive eating. So it's, um, which are like relying on internal cues uh, to address hunger and fullness, uh, having the unconditional permission to eat all the foods, like all foods fit um, across the board. There's no morality to mm -hmm. food. There's no good food, bad foods. It's, it all fits um, in, um, in someone's, um, you know, eating patterns. And, um, and then not, um, and eating mostly for physical reasons and not so much for um, emotional reasons. So um, that's, you know, pretty much like in a nutshell, uh, there are 10 principles that um, the, the book Intuitive Eating goes into, there in, goes into deep dive. Um, you can probably talk for days and have podcast episodes for days on intuitive eating. It's a very large topic. Um, it also includes like moving your body also joyfully and moving away from like the, you know, like the workout culture that you, you need to shrink your body and, and you must be in the, uh, in the gym hours, you know, per day. That's kind of what part of it too. Um, but like I said, there's like 10 principles to intuitive eating um, that really to take a deep dive. But basically those, you know, um, three features are um, what encompasses in a nutshell what intuitive eating is. All right. Well, thank you for breaking that down and definitely get the book if you're listening and want to know more too, because it sounds like it really breaks everything down to a T because it, like you said, we could probably be here for hours and days talking about <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Um, yes. That's the book that kind of um, opened my eyes to like, yeah. um, there's been over 120 studies done that intuitive eating works like these mm -hmm. principles and they're, and they're not, um, and they're not to be misconstrued as like a set of diet rules again, because, you, right. you know, you could fall into that like, okay, like, I have to do exactly like what the book says in mm -hmm. these principles, it's not linear. So that's something that um, the book does remind you of that. But that's something to also keep in mind for people that maybe want to start their intuitive eating journey and move away from dieting. Absolutely. Yes. No. And I think here in America, especially, I can't speak for other cultures, but I know mm -hmm. being in America, there's this culture around dieting, especially like when I was growing up in cheerleading and gymnastics, that world, mm -hmm. there's a lot of emphasis yes. on body image. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, how did you have that like push to be like, okay, I want to really dive deeper into this and learn more. Yeah. So, um, as I said from the beginning, you know, I was, I did start off as a health coach, um, hoping to, you know, help women get healthier through all these, like, you know, there's just so much, especially diet culture had kind of made everyone feel like you must have, you know, cut out these certain foods to be healthy. You must do these detoxes and cleansers and all that. Um, but, you know, like I said, like, um, as I gain more knowledge about like the health coaching field and all the different um, avenues that you can go to coach women um, related to their health, um, I just started to come across more and more about um, 
coaches that are helping women, um, you know, get away from dieting, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just at first, I mean, at first I was kind of like, no, that I I don't know if that's really, you know, I don't know if that's really going to work. But as I dove into more and more and did some trainings and coaching myself, um, and then especially the book has like so many um, references to studies that had proven that, you know, Yes, intuitive eating does work. There's been over 120 studies. Um, and the one study that really stuck out was that they found that 95% of the diets like don't work and people mm-hmm. end up gaining weight back. Right. So um, so that really made me think like, you know, this, I think they're onto something here and it just makes sense. And um, and it's true. Like I, I noticed in my journey, like I've gone on every diet you can think of. And then I, I, I did gain weight back. So, mm-hmm. um, they, I, I do see that, you know, that lived experience that I had, I could definitely apply to what they're talking about. So, so I thought, you know, this is it, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to approach, um, health with, uh, with women when I health coach. Yes, no, absolutely. And I am a firm believer in that as well. I, I don't believe diets are a thing. It's just really how you take your lifestyle, your daily intake of what you're doing with the mind and body. Um, But I'm curious, what was that like moment where you're like, or if it was a couple moments that you wanted to start it as a business? Oh, yes. Um, So like I said, when I first um, was interested in wanting to be a health coach, um, Mm -hmm. I sat on the idea. Um, Of course, I was kind of like, how do I, you know, turn this into a business? Um, there are, you know, there are a lot of coaches out there that, you know, show you how to start a business, what to do, how to get started. So just really reading up on it and like how to get started. And then I finally pulled the plug, um, actually about, I, I'm not, I mean, I've been, I've been, you know, in this field for uh, a few years now already, but I really took the plunge. I got my LLC actually a year ago this month, actually a few oh. days ago was like my anniversary. So congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so. Um, one year of actually being like technically like a business, of course, before that I was, you know, always involved mm-hmm. in health coaching mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want to do this for, uh, you know, for a living. Like I know when we did during my coaching training, I mean, we did some practices you know, I had a neighbor down the um, hall. I live in a you know two bedroom condo in Chicago that was willing to practice with me. He was an older gentleman, but he was really cool about it. Like yeah. it, it, it lit me up, like being yeah. able to just talk to him and coach him and like, you know, just I'm seeing, you know, people transform. And I was like, gosh, like if I, you know, if I can do this as a business, like this will definitely not even feel like work. Um, It'll, you know, just feel like, you know, um, a passion project. So that definitely is how I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this as a business. I love that. And so when you did start your journey, what were some of like the ups and downs that you experienced as you started to grow your business before it became an LLC, like the whole journey? in that regard. Oh, sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I wanted to um, start it even earlier, but then the whole pandemic kind of like put everything, postpone everything. And then I had a couple, um, couple losses in my family that kind of even derailed. Like it just really was like, I was just was not motivated to do anything else because I was just so, you know, of course I was going through, you know, through mourning and grief and, you know, and then the whole thing with the pandemic and um, I had, you know, the remote learning was taking place. I have a daughter who I was like stuck with. And I was just like, I just need to start my business, not, not have all these obstacles. But, yeah. you know, I kept, you know, I kept trudging on. Um, I kept, you know, educating myself. Um, I got the intuitive eating book. I, you know, um, tried to learn as much as possible about intuitive eating and how to start a business. Um, there was this great lawyer that um, she, um, 
offers uh, contracts, like legal contracts for mm. your business and just like steps on how to start an LLC, how to, you know, start this and that. And um, that was encouraging. So I invested in that and um, I just went forward with the steps that you needed to start a business. And so that was comforting knowing like what exactly what to do. And mm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do, it. I have nothing to lose, you know, so let me go for it. And so I did. And that's, that's how, you know, I started. So Yes, no, absolutely. And, you know, I know like we can Google things, we can find the right people. And as you started to move through your business and really just develop your client base and your LLC now and all of those factors to growing a business, what has been some of those moments where you're like, I'm on the right track? Like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. If you have any or a couple. (laughs) How I know if I'm on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Like those aha moments of like, whether it's clients or just signs or anything that you're just doing the right thing for you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I did want to point out, I, I don't know how I left this out. Like last summer, I um, I signed up for a six-week uh, business coaching program. It was like a group mm. coaching program. Yeah. And, um, you know, there were some things I was already like, oh, yes, perfect. This is how I set up my business. So, and then there were some parts that, you know, that I had to like kind of work on, like as far as like how to get clients and like those like types of ways to do so. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, um, how I was able to move forward to see like, what, what is it, what were the gaps that I needed to fill to continue to pursue my business and like establish it more? Absolutely. Yeah, no. And I think it's great when there's so many different aspects of how to start a business. There is no right or wrong way. Of course, there's all the legal stuff and that. The fun stuff. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But being able to, for you, you had a business coach and in a group coaching setting too. I'm curious because I know I have been in one as well when I first started mine, but I'm curious with the other individuals that were in your group, did they start to, did you form like a great friendship with them? What was that like for you being able to be around like-minded individuals as well? Yeah, so um, yeah, it was great. I think something about, um, group coaching is like you get to hear other um, other women's perspectives or some of them were like already in the thick of their business and had clients some were just starting like me um, yeah we felt we we did form a great relationship um, we also helped each other like practice like coaching on each other um, mm-hmm. and just being very constructive with like our feedback which is great because you know it's kind of like you form this kind of bond you know like six weeks um, you know and you you hear all the strides and there were tears and you know we were all there for that and so I, I really I really it was a really great experience it was it was great and one of the things I learned so a, a lot of a lot of starting a business is very like should I could I do I and that coach was like all this it's all you like you know there is no wrong or right answer there's no you know like she tried to quiet the shoulding you know like the should this should that and um helped us cultivate like a self-trust on what we think is you know she never showed us or told us what's the wrong way or right way to do coaching like she gave feedback like how she started and what she did but she Mm -hmm. never said like this is how you have to do it so that kind of at first I was kind of like Gosh, you know, like I, you know, I was hoping you would give me a step by step, but um, I think that is good that they she approached it that way because then it, I mean it's your own business you can do whatever you want and that was pretty much the motto of the whole program you could do however you want and you can approach it however you want your business it's all you whatever makes you feel good and light up so 
Yes. No. And I love that you bring up the like lighting you up because I think that's the whole point of starting a business because mm-hmm. people are like, you're crazy to like start your own business. Oh yeah. Have your full-time job or whatnot, 40 hours, and then switch to entrepreneurship. And it's more than 40 hours a week sometimes, depending on what you're building and how fast you're going. But I love that you brought up self-trust um, from like what your coach was saying. You have to trust yourself as you're building your business. What was that process like for you? Was it immediate? You're like, I got this. Was there any like doubt or imposter syndrome or anything like that? I'm curious of your experience. Yeah. So yeah, it did take me a few times to realize she means it. Like she means it when she says you need to trust what you think is best for you. No matter how I was trying to like reword it and ask and, and, you know, try to like, well, what if I do this? And then, you know, like just breaking that habit of like asking permission to do it like this certain way. Um, So it took me, you know, a a few times, you know, but by the end of the six weeks, you know, I kind of got, I got it. It did take like that entire journey to be like, no, she was serious this whole time. Like you really do need to trust yourself when it comes to making decisions on how you want to run your business. So. Absolutely. No, it's so true. It's very (laughs) true. You don't realize it, especially when you're starting because it's like a blank page and you get to fill it out. Yeah. 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 It's not something you, you know, you learn like in, even in health coaching school, like they don't teach, they they don't teach you how to run a business or start one. Like they're, they're not there for that. They're there to just train like the actual, you know, practice of coaching. And then you're like on your own. So. Mm -hmm. And it can be very scary. I think a lot of professions, Mm -hmm. even like you go to school and you, if you want to start a business, even if you go to business school, you don't always really learn it while doing it. I think like when you actually are doing it, that's where a lot of the learning lessons come. So that's actually, I'm curious, what were maybe one or two lessons you've learned along the way as you've been building your business? Yes. One lesson I definitely learned was like half the battle is mindset. Um, like, you know, like when you're feeling down or discouraged, like you need to kind of, I mean, of course, you know, all those kind of feelings are valid and normal and you can sit in it, but then like really, it's really half the battle is mindset, like being able to do this because a lot of people don't start businesses because it's scary and you have to kind of like feel the fear and do it anyways. So that's like a big, I, I mean, I really think that's like a big, huge part of running a business and starting one and all that. And you're going to have all the naysayers. I mean, you're going to have all these outside mm-hmm. like noise that's, you know, and you have to quiet the noise and always like, just, you know, um, look at yourself within. So I, I really do believe half of it is mindset. And I don't think that's a, something you, they even, they teach also in these schools or train of thought, but um, yeah, definitely um, the mindset that I feel like that's like a, the huge lesson for me that a lot, a lot of this is mindset and mm-hmm. trying to stay positive, even when things go down, like just kind of, you know, um, just realize that there's going to be up and down in business. It's not going to be always like, you know, rainbows and unicorns, you know, so. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it never is. You have like high moments, low moments, but, and that's part of that roller coaster that I always talk about too, because I think it's important to recognize that it's not just you open up your business, your doors are open and everybody flies in. Mm-hmm. It's definitely work yeah. and it's building the foundation. Right. So I'm curious with building your own foundation of your business, what has been really helpful outside of the mindset and everything that you've learned through business coaching and just your experiences with clients, what has really helped you stay grounded as you've been building your business? Staying grounded. That's a really good question. 
um, I guess just um, always remembering why I started in the first place, like my whys, like always, yeah. you know, um, always like referring back to my whys I wanted to start this business, um, especially if I get too ahead of myself and it's like, wait, go back to why you even wanted to do this. And then that get that constant reminder, because I think you do need that constant reminder of why you're starting this business. Why are you doing this in the first place? So I think that, I think that, you know, that reminding of yourself kind of helps you kind of um, move forward and continue what, you know, what you're doing in business. Those are very important to have, yeah. <laughs> especially in the thick of it, when you are maybe having doubt or just going through a rough day mm. or whatever it may be. So I'm curious because I know you've had clients and what has been maybe one or two of your success stories of clients you've worked with through the health coaching, intuitive health coaching? Yes. Um, I could think of one example when, um, after I I've had a session, um, she said that she felt safe while I talked to her. And I think that's really important to provide that safe space, that, that yeah. safe container um, when you coach these women, cause you know, you're there to not judge them. You're not there to tell them what to do. You're there to let them, um, get curious and ask questions and reflect and just kind of be their ally. So, um, her saying like, I felt safe when we, you know, when we coached, when we talked, I think that was, um, a really, that was one that sticks out in my mind that I can think of that, um, that, you know, was a good, a good feedback, um, you know, and that's the whole point. That's what I want. You know, that's, I want them to feel safe, you know, in my container when I'm coaching. Absolutely. I think that's a, a very vital piece of it as well, because especially talking about around eating and a lot of people struggle mm -hmm. with eating and emotions and wellness and health and everything that's mm -hmm. compacted into that. So being able to mm -hmm. have that container is very important especially when you're figuring out, okay, well, what's happening? So yeah. through your coaching and intuitive eating, what, um, because I know it's around moving out of the yo-yo dieting and focusing on restrictions and things like that. What have been other elements that you've brought into coaching for your clients around intuitive eating? Um, I think just helping them re, um, like kind of like uh, restate their thoughts on and their beliefs um, towards, um, you know, towards food and dieting and all that and kind of shifting that to a more neutral space for them, uh, which I, because I believe, you know, like, I think it all starts with your thoughts and like what you're thinking and then which affects, you know, the feelings and then the actions and then the results. So um, I think that's, that's, you know, what I, 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 you know, I feel like should um, kind of be also the basis because uh, then when, once they get into, once they like, learn intuitive eating and being intuitive and mm -hmm. having that body wisdom, like um, what they should put in their bodies and how to, um, you know, redefine their health without like dieting or tracking, it does then start to trickle into other areas of their life mm -hmm. that they can also apply to. Um, so, you know, you find people that all of a sudden like, you know, oh, I'm intuitive about my career. I don't think I want to do this anymore. And then, you know, mm -hmm. they just started to get intuitive in other areas of life. Um, you can definitely apply it to like other parts of your life. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, it's so interesting too, because, you know, this channel is a lot about mind body connection and I'm a firm mm -hmm. believer in that. And you kind of just brought in a good point too, of, it's not just about the eating because how we feel when right. we eat that impacts our mind, our body, mm -hmm. our careers, our environments. So I'm curious with exercise because that's a huge part of wellness. 
Do you have a favorite exercise that you do or anything that you like to do when it comes to movement? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, so my, one of my favorite ways to move is bar, uh, bar exercises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like a virtual, there's a virtual online bar program that I do. Um, actually she's her, she's herself is a intuitive eating coach and she made this, um, virtual online bar class that, um, that's very inclusive of every, you know, regardless of size, um, you know, she, she cuts out the diet culture. Um, you know, she doesn't tell you, um, okay, now we're taking a water break. It's like, no, if you think you need to take a water break, go ahead, like intuitively go for it. So, um, yeah, I have to say bar definitely is one of my favorite forms of movement. Oh, that's a good one. I, ha- I haven't done it in a while, but it's such an amazing workout. You just yeah. like feel it in every aspect of your body uh-huh, after the fact. Sure. You're like, I didn't even know I had that yeah, muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And what are some other things that you do when it comes to just really outside of eating and body? Do you do anything around mindset or anything that really helps aid in your coaching, but also just for you in general? Um. I do, I do like journaling. Um, sometimes I feel like that, that helps. Um, I think journaling, um, reading up on books related to like mental wellness. Um, I, I find those to be also helpful. Um, prayer, pray, you know, praying prayers. Um, I, you know, I incorporate that also into my well-being. Um, you know, as like a routine, you know, nighttime, morning and nighttime routine. Uh, so yeah, those are some of the other like things that I do. Um, and rest, um, you know, like rest is one of mm-hmm. ways to care for yourself. Um, it's, you know, part of my exercise routine too. Um, so I feel rest is important too. And that helps kind of like keep, helps uh, sustain um, having a exercise routine when you incorporate it or, um, and I've been definitely focusing a lot more on sleep. Uh, I've been really trying to make that a priority. Because when I don't sleep enough, I'm, I'm shot the next morning. Like I'm not going to have any motive, not motivation, but not energy to work out, you know? So I do see, I do feel difference when I'm well rested. I can then definitely pursue, but if I'm tired or I had like a late night or, you know, maybe someone in my family was sick and I had to stay up, then I'm not going to punish myself or, you know, get guilty just because I missed a workout. There was legitimate reasons why I did it, you know, so sleep is, was another one that I focusing on too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like with, when it comes to sleep too, it's something that's being talked about a lot more because a lot mm-hmm. of people wore it as a badge of honor of not sleeping. So like, well, I'm in the hustle culture and this Definitely. and that. Um, but I do like that you brought up the word guilt because a lot of times people feel guilty around not exercising, not eating enough or eating too much. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that with your clients? Yeah. So that is one of the things that we try to break the cycle. Um, Cause you know, there's this like dieting binge cycle where when you're dieting, you know, you, you restrict the foods, then, um, then of course you, or you eat rather, let's go back even more like you, you, you binge, you know, whatever food you have, then you, you have this guilty feeling. So then you restrict because you feel bad that you ate so much, you know, then you restrict and then diet. And then the restricting then can lead to binging again. And then you're feeling guilty again. So I try to break that cycle. So that way, you know, um, they can feel less guilty about 
um, about you know their food choices and movement choices. So we work, we do a lot of mindset work uh, around that too to try to kind of this you know lower that um, chances of feeling guilty with your food and uh, movement choices. Yes, I love that because I do think it's removing the guilt because that allows you mm-hmm. to like focus more on the important things and it's a huge piece of mindset, absolutely, um, in that regard. And so, and before we get into the rapid fire questions, I wanted to ask you what are maybe three indicators that somebody might need somebody to work with that is an intuitive health coach. Oh, yes. So if you are um, done with dieting, you know, you're ready, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. I diets don't work. I've tried them. I want to try to find another way. Um, I even read the book, you know, um, you know, some people pick up the book or I've been to some webinars or seminars about, you know, intuitive eating and how to find food freedom, but they, they still feel like, yeah, but I really need someone to kind of be like holding my hand through the process. Cause it's like a, it's a journey. And I, you know, and I, I do need some support and accountability, especially if like, you know, there's some noise around them saying that like gaining weight is not, not acceptable. And they're just like naysayers. They may need someone that's like in their corner, um, to, uh, help them move through the journey of food freedom and, you know, body image and all that. Um, I feel like that's when um, a coach would be very beneficial because they will provide you with like that space, like I said, that safe space, free of judgment. They're not going to tell you what to do and, you know, kind of like, you know, strike down and say, do this or that. They're really going to give you that space and opportunity to um, find your own answers and, you know, help you in that journey. I think it, which, which goes beyond just, you know, opening a book and reading about the 10 principles, just helping you implementing those principles is I feel um, would benefit from having a coach like that, an intuitive eating coach. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I've been enjoying this conversation. I feel like so many people are going to get so much knowledge from you and oh, your wealth of knowledge when it comes so. to yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so with that being said, we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions if you're ready for them. Yeah, let's do it. All right. What <laughs> motivates you to work smarter? To work smarter. That's a really good question. To work smarter. Um, I think to, uh, what motivates me to work smarter is if I work smarter, then I will have more like white space in my schedule to do the things that I love to do. So, and who doesn't want to have more time to do the things that they love to do like, you know, outside activities. So that's what motivates me. Oh, I love that. Um, so <laughs> if you were a superhero, what powers or power would you have? Definitely flying, <laughs> being able to fly. For sure. And flying. So I always ask this because I get two different answers with it. Do you love, do you want to fly because you want to experience like everything outside or is it more like just so avoiding like lines and having to like wait on an airplane or anything like that? Oh. Like teleporting? I'm just curious because oh. people say both. So I'm just curious. Yeah. I think it is a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Love it two powers in one. (laughs) Just getting there. Um, what is the phone app that you use the most? I definitely have to say Instagram Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Gets me incredible people on there. Right. What is the last book that you read? 
the last book, which I'm kind of still in it right now, um, it's called Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Oh, okay. So that's the book. Um, yeah, another good read um, around, you know, this topic also yes. helps. Yeah. That is, a, she's a really good author. <laughs> um, what, if you were to have a movie about your life thus far, who would play you? Anne Hathaway, definitely. Yes, I see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I relate to her. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah, so yeah, definitely her. I like that. <laughs> um, what is your favorite family recipe? So whether it's you make it as a family or it's traditional, what would it be for you? Okay, yeah, this one, I would have to say it would be um, you know what, actually, um, chocolate chip cookies, um, it's, you know, uh, we make a tradition out of it. Like, I don't know how even we even stumbled upon a tradition, but like every year during Super Bowl, like even since my daughter was even like two years old, we would just, I don't know, we would just make chocolate chip cookies and it was fun. So, um, so yeah, I would have to say that one. Yeah. No, simple, but <laughs> simple, but delicious. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like I could smell it right now. Like yeah, if they were baking. <laughs> for sure. It has that factor in mm -hmm. memories. So if you do have a day off, what would be your favorite way to spend that day off? If you're not seeing clients, no obligations, nothing. Definitely um, getting some coffee and just doing some window shopping uh, for sure. Mm. Any particular window shopping? Um, I mean, you know, I live like 10 minutes from Michigan Avenue. So just going down the row and checking what's, you know, what's, what's new and, um, just making a day out of it and maybe stumbling upon something that I love and, um, maybe purchasing it, but yeah, um, just, you know, just, uh, like a you know, nice stroll not, not really looking, but if I find something, I find something, if not, I still enjoy myself. So. Absolutely. And it's beautiful over there. <laughs> it really Especially is. in the summer. Yeah. yeah. It's like the best time to be in Chicago. <laughs> Unless it's a heat wave. <laughs> oh yeah. Heat wave or extreme cold. Yeah. 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 The extreme. Blizz blizzard or <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just like a spring day. The one yeah. that you have a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry? Um, I think there's, um, so as I said, I, mean, I am a health coach, but I'm, you know, I'm a non-diet health coach. So they may not know that being an intuitive eating coach is, um, considered like an healthy approach. They may feel that it's anti-health, but that's, um, completely not true. Mm -hmm. So, um, there is this misconception that it's like the, whatever you eat diet, but it's not, it's definitely not. So that's probably something that they wouldn't know. Like, oh, I didn't know you know, I think there's an assumption that health coaches automatically help people lose weight. Like that is their like, you know, kind of connection, but there's more to it. There's, you know, so many different avenues of health coaching and, mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's the one approach that I use that they may not really know about and be like, oh, okay, that's, that's mm -hmm. cool. So it's a good differentiation of like yeah. the differences between how health coaching, there's so many avenues you can go down, but really about your industry mm -hmm. in particular. So thank you for sharing all that great yeah. information. Um, so Deanna, thank you so much for taking the time today to come on here. But before I let you go, final question, promise. Sure. <laughs> um, where can people find you, hire you? We will link everything below, but if you could let us know too. 
Yes. So um, you can find me on my website, which is basically my name, DeannaKazarov.com. Um, you'll find me mostly active on Instagram with the same handle, DeannaKazarov is my handle. Um, I would have to say those are the two main places that I um, that I can be found on. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. You're we welcome. truly appreciate it. Um, if you got what you got from today from Deanna, please comment below, like, subscribe. We want to hear from you. I'm sure Deanna wants to hear your what you have your thoughts as well and what you have to say. Um, so thank you again, Deanna, for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to um, talk about um, this topic and also um, how I can help women. So absolutely appreciate all about, it. All about empowering one another. So thank you yes. again, and we will see you all on the next video.